We don't need a name. We're a team. Your, your name is Team. You're on a tight leash too, bro. Wayne Haskins. Mr. Glass, Carson Wentz, and his offense. Prime time. Damn. Yeah, I love your optimism. I had to get a tall boy for the event. The New York football giants. Deep sleep. Deep, bro. Al Michaels is showing up to work. Nate Solder, get your ass in the building. <laughs> Dude, you should see B. Wills' face right now. He's so giddy. Appreciate being a part of this show, guys. Yes, sir. That was as great as I thought it could be. <laughs> You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Welcome back, my friends, to week three of the NFC East Feast. Boys, I think it's kind of crazy that there's already only six undefeated teams in the NFL, and two of them are in our very division. Unfortunately, maybe not the teams that we would like, but um, George, what are your feelings early on of this uh, 2-0 and top-heavy NFC East? Yeah, man, it's an exciting race, dude. Uh, we were talking prior to the pod, and it's just John said it. He's like, do I really even know what football is about? Like, who <laughs> knows what's about to happen? Like, you you think you know who the good teams are, and you see what happens. Um, and, you know, there's a lot of skeptical things going on prior to the, to the buildup of the season. So uh, a lot of the takes from the professionals, so to speak, might be, uh, a little off put and more, more more for entertainment, but it, it's it's been a crazy couple of weeks, man. I I still enjoy it after an L. I'm okay, um, feeling feeling pretty good going into the week. How about you, John? Yeah, man, it's wild. Week two was awesome. Definitely not uh, um not surprised the Eagles are two and zero, but definitely surprised the Giants are right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's why they play the games. Yeah, you're right. And I think um, even though, uh, you know, the Commanders and Cowboys obviously aren't looking uh, as pretty right now, I think it is a positive that no team in the division started off 0-2. You know, because that, that 0-2, yeah. the, the numbers on that of your percentage of making the playoffs 0-2, you know, it's, it's a real death sentence. So we got to be happy like 11%. that. 11%. Yeah, like we're, we're all sitting at at least 500 or better. And um, I, th- I think it's it's going to be a different NFC East if I can. I mean, it's still early. It's still September, but we, we're not going to be the least. I don't know if we're going to be the NFC beasts that we're going to four straight Super Bowls there in the 90s, but I think we're going to fall somewhere in the middle. But let's yeah, kick off. It's always um, a fun division. Absolutely. Let's kick off um, and break down the week two games. And I want to start, John and George, with your Washington commanders who went into the Lions' den and suffered the L at the hands of the Detroit Lions. Um, for me, it's pretty simple. Uh, your offense looks great. Carson Wentz, last time I saw him put back-to-back games like this together, he was having what many people considered an MVP season in Philadelphia before, of course, he was injured and Nick Foles took that team to the Super Bowl. But the offense is clicking on all cylinders. The wide receivers look great. Gibson looks better than I expected. The offensive line, to me, is a strength. But it's that goddamn defense, guys. I think Jack Del Rio needs to stop breaking down the replay of the January 6th insurrection and maybe get in the damn film room and figure out how to fill the holes in that Swiss cheese defense. That's all it is for me, guys. Amon Ross St. Brown and DeAndre Swift just got the best of your defense. John, what are your thoughts? 
Yeah, man, not uh, not an encouraging performance from the defense. Um, I think that George would agree with me in saying that it confirmed our thought that they weren't good. Um, that was kind of the worry, you know, like we, uh, the, the national media kind of for a couple of years now was just touting our defensive line, which should be amazing because of all the first round draft picks we put on it. But we've always had questions with the linebacking core. We've always had questions with the, the defensive backs. And now with some of the depth that we lost on the defensive line, that's not even a strong point, uh, anymore. I mean, I, I guess it probably still is the strongest point on the defense, but it's not, they're not. You know, it's nothing to write home about. Um, I'm hoping my my hope really is that they get better as the season goes. They did last year, um, so I don't know if they just have to grow within the scheme. Um, but yeah, man, you said it. Wentz is Wentz and the offense are awesome, and that's like it's at, at least we have that. I enjoy watching the games, and I enjoy watching you know the offense put together some really good drives. It was frustrating to see us get off so slow, and I think that was a large part of the detriment to why we lost the game. Um, so they got to start quick. Scott Turner has to continue to be creative because when he got creative in the second half, that's when we started, we started to look good again. Yep. George, what do you think, man? Yeah, man. I just don't think, and like you said, we, we start off really slow in that game. It's a, it's a tale of two halves, right? Like mm-hmm. you look at the first half and you, they just don't show up and it's not even just the personnel and the players, but the scheme and the defense getting prepared. I mean, the amount of little trick gadget plays that Detroit did on us for, I think it was over eight or nine plays over 25 yards. Wow. It was unreal. Like, and they weren't just driving the ball. They were just making just big, big plays. Um, so you don't like to see that from a defense. Uh, I will say uh, some of those plays, you know, I'll, I'm not going to call them cheap, uh, but they didn't drive down seven, eight, nine yards a carry or 12, 15 yards down the field. These were big chunk. I'll say three or four of them were actual like trick plays, dude. It was it was really yeah. interesting. They had a great scheme going into that game. Um, I will mention the crowd noise in Detroit. Uh, it was it was really affecting Carson Wentz. Seems crazy. Uh, in the beginning of the game, they were. I, I just don't think they were ready. I heard that. Um, Ford's field. I heard they pump in noise as well. Uh, so I guess that was a constant. I'm sorry. They. I, I heard on a that. podcast. I heard on a podcast that they do a lot of bells and whistles during, I guess, the game. And there was oh, a lot okay. of like, I don't know. I was listening to JP Finley talk about it, John, and he basically said it was like pumped up noise or pumped in noise. It's interesting. Yeah. Interesting. So. Very loud. Um, like what I saw to Carson, I've never had a quarterback for I don't know how long. I can actually be confident uh, in him and, and his throwing ability. I'm sure that I'm going to see some ugly picks, um, but I'm okay with ugly picks. So I'm getting four touchdown passes a game. I mean, mm-hmm. I, I don't I, – I, I, I'm – I love the guy, man. I'm happy with my quarterback. It's been a long time. I, I don't think this defense has an identity. I think they're – I don't know, man. I can see them kind of turning on each other a little bit. Um, I'd, I'd like to see more out of them, man. I really would. I think that we have great personnel. We have young players that have talent. I just don't think they're playing together. I really don't, and I, I just got to see more out of them. To speak to your guys' praise of Carson Wentz, I got a, a nice stat for you. Uh, he's the first player since quarterback starts were first tracked in 1950 to have 300-plus yards and three passing touchdowns in each of his first two games with a new team. So nobody wow. has hit the ground Good running like, like Commander Carson has. So kudos to him. Um, before we, we jump ahead to, to our second game, I just 
I just want to say, I, although I want to beat up on the Washington defense, I, I think a lot of it isn't just bad Washington. Guys, I think the Detroit Lions are pretty good. I don't ah, think yeah, it's okay. A, we didn't mention that. We did not yeah, mention like, that. Yeah, like they yeah. put up we, – we, we'll talk about the, the Eagles in a little bit, but they put up 35 points against the Eagles. The Minnesota Vikings were, weren't even able to put up 20. So so I think yeah, they score a lot of points on a lot of people. Um, Amonra St. Brown is, is – one of the elite slot receivers in the league. I think he's establishing himself there already, a PPR machine. And DeAndre Swift wasn't even healthy. But, of course, when the guy falls down and gets back up to score a touchdown, yeah, that, that is on the dude. defense. And, George, I Montez mentioned to you earlier. supposed to check him. Come on, really? Montez. I watched Montez the video. Montez. Yeah, he just oh, completely wow. missed him off the line. I think something, though, guys, looking ahead for the Washington Commanders is something that will help out Montez Sweat, Jack Del Rio, Jamin Davis, everyone on that team, is not just the playmaking, but the leadership that Chase Young will bring to that locker room once he comes off the pup list. So I really do think that once Chase gets back in there, the defense will get better. I don't think you guys are going to return to the Washington football team defense that took you to the playoffs with Taylor Heineke a couple years ago. But if you can just be middle of the pack, I think that may be good enough for you guys to be a wild card competitor at least. So it would be interesting we- to see if uh, Brian Robinson and Chase Young have a both you know coming out party. That'd be that, kind of cool. I forgot yeah. they probably they'll be back at the same time. Very interesting. Yeah. yeah, they're doing a lot of rehab together too. They're they're supposedly new boys. Nice. That's awesome. I'm a big fan of both of those guys. Uh, obviously, their play on the field. Brian Robinson in college only, but but it seems like um their character is is both strong. So I think that um you know like I said they're going to help out that locker room. Um, I want to jump ahead now to our second game. Um, this game was not aesthetically pleasing, to say the least. It was a 19-16 victory by the New York football Giants, the 2-0 and Giants, um, pretty much thanks to the NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, Graham Gano, drilled a, a 50-plus yarder to win the game for them. This was just a struggle bus for, for both offenses. Uh, the Panthers, after what they saw Saquon did in Week 1, they, they stuffed the box. They made it a point to uh, make Daniel Jones beat them. And I think Danny did have one touchdown pass, but for the most part, he was pedestrian, but not a lot of turnovers again. So I think Brian Dable, Mike Kafka, and that offensive staff is doing a good job at limiting his opportunities to shoot them in the foot. And because of it, they're winning football games. I, I think they're probably the most surprising 2-0 and team in the league. I thought there was a 0% chance they would be 2-0. and I thought at this point, 1-1 one and one would um, be a moral victory for them. But I gotta, I gotta give it to him. I, I, I think a little bit that this may be Fugazi. I don't think they're that good of a team, and I will talk about this a little later. That I think my Dallas Cowboys defense is going to expose that uh, on Monday Night Football coming up. But it doesn't matter in this league. It is hard to get W's. We've got the defending AFC champions who have yet to win a game. So if you can be a team like the Giants who only won four games, and they've already made half those wins up, and it's still literally the first day of fall. So kudos to the Giants. John, are, are you as surprised as, as the rest of the league about the G-Men? I just Very want to say surprised. real quick, John, before this, B-Wills just dropped Fugazi, dude. I just want That's everyone great. to know that. I just got Thank done you. Google searching that word. Um, it's, also, so, it's also a great punk band. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Fugazi. <laughs> Thank oh, you, George. Um, about that. that was good. Yeah, solid, solid Fugazi drop there. But I, <laughs> I agree. I, I didn't put it so eloquently. I just put, I still don't believe in them. <laughs> you know, I'm very surprised. At 2-0, and I don't believe in them. It was an incredibly boring game. Super low scoring, obviously. And um, 
when you look at the two different teams that they've played and the two different quarterbacks that they've played, I'm not sure that those two teams are very good at all. Um, And to only have a plus four point um, score differential between their two wins um, is not encouraging. um, I don't think Um, it's, it's been a fun story so far, right? Dable comes in and he's dancing in the locker room and Mm -hmm. getting his boys fired up. But I mean, they're grinding out some, some kind of, like I said, crappy games against that, what I'm not sure are very good teams. So, yeah, I mean, I, I think their defense looks pretty good. I think the Giants' defense is always kind of good for some yeah. reason. Um, I I don't necessarily believe in this team long term. I, I don't think this team wins nine games. I don't think they win nine games. Uh, Probably not. And they are they're already two and zero. So we'll see what happens. I, I know the strength of schedule of all of the NFC East is is pretty easy. So who knows? We could all be up there. Um, but no, sixteen uh, nineteen versus the Carolina Panthers. Uh, Bakersfield, I think, or uh, threw for like one hundred forty five yards. He struggled. Um, so oh, gosh, he struggled, man. He struggled. But no, I I'm not a long term believer of the Giants. I'll, I'll, that's, I'll leave it at that. Oh, and I wanted to mention. Kenny Galladay played two snaps in that game. Ooh. Two Ooh. snaps. Two snaps. Man, was a healthy scratch, basically. Wow. He has been one of the bigger busts in free agency in recent memory. They gave him a lot For of money, sure. but I mean, I understand Bro, that's why like, they called that's him. That's like Albert Hainsworth shit, dude. I'm dead serious. Like that, <laughs> that, is, that is wild. As you said, George, though, the defense and the Giants is usually respectable, and they and they have been these first two weeks. And let's not forget, they just got Aziz Ojulari back, and first-round draft pick Kayvon Thibodeau has not even stepped on the field yet. Oh, he wow. Is, I um, thought about that. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. you know, they're about, to get, they're about to get him back. I believe this week he's going to play against my Dallas Cowboys on Monday, and we have a rookie left tackle. So look for him to perhaps make an immediate impact. So, so I think the Giants' defense, with Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence, and now, of course, Thibodeau, they do pr- produce a pass rush so that will keep them in a lot of games that their offense fails to score points in so you know the the giants they're two and oh well i guess we'll just leave it at that yeah now yeah, let's go know. to a game where i want to say oh, how about them cowboys how about them Coop. super duper cooper rush my goodness, I thought this team was going to be embarrassed. I, I was with Luds. I would have swallowed the seven and a half points. I thought the Bengals were going to be angry because of their week one loss. I am so proud of this defense in particular. Of course, guys, you know I'm going to call out 11 from heaven. Micah Parsons broke the NFL record. He now has 17 sacks in his first 18 career games. That puts him ahead of guys That's like wild. Uh, Clay Matthews, Javon Kirsch, Joey Bosa. He's putting up historic Herculean numbers. Um, Tony Romo even said he he's getting LT-ish vibes. Well, of course, Lawrence Taylor, many people consider the greatest pass rusher of all time. I'm yeah. very excited. Um, LT said he's going to be in the stadium to watch uh, Micah play on Monday Night Football. So I'm excited to see if maybe they do a little mentorship there. But Micah in the defense played fantastic, and, and I've got to shout out Trayvon Diggs. A lot of people, including myself, has pegged him as a boomer bust guy where he's going to gamble, and that's why he got all those interceptions last year. But when guarding Jamar Chase, one of the best wide receivers in football, he, Jamar had two catches for 14 yards. He put the clamps on Jamar Chase. Very impressive. A lot of that, though, I have to credit with the pass rush. Um, Dorrance Armstrong had two sacks. Go along with Micah's two sacks. 
Um, Deontay Fowler had a sack. Uh, another one, I, I believe maybe Vanderesh got in there. If not, it was our rookie Sam Williams. But the constant pressure on Joe Burrow is really what limited Jamar Chase and T. Higgins and all those weapons they have in Cincinnati. But I don't think that's all good Cowboys, much like I don't think it was all bad commanders. I think some of this was just the Bengals' offensive line has been an issue for them since last year. Joe Burrow's gotten sacked. Yes, three or more times in like seven straight games. That poor kid cannot buy three or four seconds. Flip it over to my Cowboys offense. I'll say this. We did enough to win the game. Um, I We scored 20 points, which is 17 more than we do with Dak Prescott, and that's a crazy thing. Something that jumped off the page for me was the rapport that Cooper Rush had with Noah Brown. And I don't think that's a secret why, guys. They've been running the scout team together the past two or three years. So those guys play together. He had an instant connection with him, whereas Dak Prescott hasn't played with Noah Brown ever in meaningful minutes in a game. So that's why they struggled. C.D. Lamb got involved. Dalton Schultz has always um, caught his four or five passes, although he's questionable. He hurt his knee. Tony Pollard made a huge play, which I love to see. Uh, this This is just exciting for me because it gives me hope. I, after week one, was devastated. I thought that this might be the season that wasn't, and I'm looking at a four or five win team. Now that we play the Giants and the Commanders the next two weeks, I think that we might be able to at least be 500 when Dak returns. And who knows? Maybe by the time Dak returns, I'm going to say, Keep the red rocket in there. Very excited about Cooper Rush in this offense. Uh, Damn. George, George, how about you? Yeah, man, a little bit of quarterback controversy in, in Dallas, man. It's really, really interesting. And, and apparently Jerry Jones is saying that he's welcoming it, uh, which is which I'm pretty curious by. Um, but anyways, no, I think the Cowboys are are, are just a strong-willed-minded team. Um, I will say that. I think they kind of came back uh, – from a from a tough loss against the Bucks, and they really showed out, man. You, you could see them out there uh, firing at all cil- cylinders. I, I just thought the energy was there. It reminded me a lot when Detroit's first half. It's just they really fed off each other. Um, and I'll I'll leave it at that, man. I, I I really think the Cowboys showed out. I was I was proud of them. I really was. Yeah, for sure, man. That team's got fight, uh, and they definitely proved it. Uh, Cooper Rush doesn't suck. So that's good. He doesn't suck. Uh, <laughs> he was Don't get the Heineke weird thoughts. Like you start, you see yeah. Heineke and you're like, you know, we, we all fell in line with Heineke. <laughs> we all did. Right. Yeah, exactly. Don't be head over. I mean, he's not a world beater, right? He's 19 yeah. of 31, but he did run the offense well. And Brian, you talked about him getting the ball to Noah Brown, but he looked to have a pretty decent connection with a lot of the wide receivers and at least know how to run the offense. The receivers yes. made the most out of their receptions. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think we were all surprised. Brian, you literally said there is no way we win this game. No way. So, but dude, the Bengals good on the Cowboys, I mean, man. Yeah, what's going on there? They're know. just they don't even make like big plays. There's, the scheme just looks very balanced and boring. It's just yeah, I almost it, feel it, like losing that first game for them just hurt their confidence almost. Yeah. yeah. I mean, talk and about I a Super Bowl. That's all they have is Jamar Chase, dude, really. Like, when you look at the wide receiver T. weapons. T. Higgins, T. Higgins is a good T. player, Higgins man. Is strong. But he, was, yeah. he, had, he, had a, he had a crazy week, right? I think he had, like, a concussion. He, he didn't practice. And then he had a death in the oh, family. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So. Gotcha. And to me, guys, wow. you know I love to bang on my head coach, Mike McCarthy, who I still think is a B-U-M bum. But the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys, dare I say, looked buttoned up in this game. 
Like not like us. So, so it's good to see that maybe the team rally around Dak being injured. And I'd be remorse if I didn't shout out all of our good friends, Costa Kontodiakis, who, and his brother, Petey, who, who I love to call the anti Daxers. Um, They rubbed it in my face this week that we looked better with, Cooper Rush, the offense ran better. Colin Cowherd had a piece on the herd this week talking about Dak Prescott and his $40 million. His numbers mirror Kirk Cousins. However, we mock Kirk Cousins and we coddle Dak Prescott. Maybe it's time for me and all the other pro-Daxers to start coming down a little bit on number four. I still love the kid because of just who he is off the field, but a little discouraging that Cooper Rush ran the offense this well. Steve Young had a really nice piece that he said um, talked about how in the 90s when he got hurt, um, there was a quarterback named Steve Bono who came in to replace him and did very well until Steve got healthy. And his comparison was that much like Dak, Steve Young was a guy who liked to run around and maybe sometimes create plays that were not really designed and do a little too much at times. But when Steve Bono came in, he noticed Steve Bono did what Cooper Rush did. He just ran the offense. He was comfortable. He got the ball out quick. And he suggested... Mm-hmm to Dak Prescott to maybe study Cooper Rush. And yeah. I, I, I liked the point. And, and maybe going forward, that'll that'll be a positive for the Cowboys. Yeah, you can get yourself in trouble trying to do a little too much. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and, and Dak often does. When he's um, – uh, uh, PD again, made a good point. Like, Dak, now when he's on the run about to throw, it's giving him old-school Tony Romo vibes, that you're just holding your breath that it's not an interception. Yeah. Yeah. And that's a feeling that none of us like. Uh now let's uh, finish off our week two preview with Monday night football, a game where we all had eggs on our faces. The Philadelphia Eagles clearly listened to the NFC East and they used it <laughs> as bulletin board material because we all picked the Vikings. And my God, I believe the Eagles radio announcer said, I haven't seen a first half played like this in Philadelphia in a long time. Perfect execution. Jalen Hurts is, is running this offense flawlessly. He has the highest passing grade in the league. Guys, in this game on Monday night, he was the first player in NFL history to have 300-plus yards, a completion percentage of 80% or more, and two rushing touchdowns in the game. I mean, this this, this kid, I believe right now, he, he is catapulted right now. He's only behind Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes as far as MVP odds. So Jalen Hurts has has really embraced this role. And you see guys like Quez Watkins going deep over the middle. Devontae Smith, he emerged. A lot of people, you know, he he was he was uh, invisible in week one. A.J. Brown is still there as an alpha dog receiver. Uh, Miles Sanders and, and the running backs, Gainwell and Boston Scott are playing well, and they have the best offensive line in football. Flip it over on the defensive side. And Darius Slay, much like Trayvon Diggs, put the clamps on one of the best wide receivers in football. Justin Jefferson was nowhere to be found. When when Kirk Cousins targeted Justin Jefferson, Jefferson had one catch. Darius Slay had two catches, which just so happened to be interceptions when he played defense. So Darius Slay caught more passes from Kirk Cousins than Justin Jefferson when he targeted him there. Now, a little bit of that I'm sure we'll get into, guys, is, is the Monday night Kirk Cousins. But mm-hmm. this Philadelphia defense is clicking in all three phases, special teams, offense, and defense. I'll do my power rankings for the division here in a little bit, but I got to be honest, they might be number one in the NFC period. George. Yeah, man, I, I can't, (laughs) I don't like giving Philly too many compliments, man, but they, they looked like 
pro football focused Super Bowl contenders out there. Yeah. I mean, the the way Jalen Hurts was driving down the field. Now, I haven't always seen this consistently, so I don't know if this was uh, some type of, of big day for him. And it, it could be a little bit of, I don't want to say fluke, but yeah, fluke. Um, so, you think it's two Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um so so again man you got to give philly credit uh their defense looks strong as well they came out there with a lot of energy i i i mean i was just watching jalen and i'm like man everything i've said about him like i'm just watching him throw the ball down the field with good accuracy uh dropping down the pocket making his reads being a pocket quarterback with the athletic skills of a running back and it's something yes. to watch and i and i think that's something special if he continues to do this for sure. sure, man. They, they like Brian said, they proved us all wrong, man. They're a top team, um, yeah. and yeah, I think to, to Brian's point, they might be the team to beat in the conference. Um, I mean, outside of the Buccaneers, I don't know anybody else that's um, in the NFC that looks as good as they do. Uh, <clears throat> man, the defense you talked about it, Brian, just shut down Jefferson essentially, and that was pretty yeah. wild to me compared to what he did last week. Kirk looked like trash. I mean, primetime Kirk Cousins, so like you said, yeah. just. I was we trying to give him credit, it. dude. I was trying yeah. to be like, he's going to break it. He's going to break it. I think this, <laughs> uh, this is like, like we were talking about, this game just kind of makes you question, like, what do I know about football? But the Eagles proved us all wrong, man. Jalen's that dude. Uh, to my point last week, I was kind of critiquing him a little bit for for sort of locking in on A.J. Brown, and he, he spread the ball around this week. Yep. And it looks like he got better for it. Um, B, you mentioned his completion percentage, but he's also getting it done with his legs, of course, right? Like, is they're just a scary team. My question, though, how how does the second half go completely scoreless in this game? Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, that is a little strange. It seemed like Kirk Cousins just started trying to force the ball, and that's when Darius Slay got, got his interceptions. Um, to speak to your point, John, Jalen with his legs is such a weapon, but you know he's got the best offensive line in football, so when he can sit back there oh, he's for, it. Yeah, yeah, for, for a long time, and these guys are they getting open. pressure. Vikings defense, suspect, huh? I mean, they have Daniil Hunter and Zadarius Smith. It's a couple of decent pass rushers, but I think I just think it, it's it's uh, those bookend tackles. You've got um, Lane Johnson, who else is on their side? Maybe Mylata. Uh, Dickerson is one of the better centers in the league, and um, of course, yeah. or excuse me, guards. And you've got Jason Kelsey, who's been there forever. You got you got to love healthy, that guy. Dude. That whole team's healthy. Yes, health is wealth. So yes, the Eagles have not suffered any injuries so far. So it'll be a Interesting to see if if they continue this hot streak um, as they you know play your commanders. We'll, we'll get into that in uh, just a minute. Um, but of course, I want to go over my NFC East feast power rankings, and I won't talk a whole lot about the number one team because we just did. Clearly, it's the Philadelphia Eagles sitting at number one for me. Number two. I got to give it up to the Giants. I don't think that they're probably the second best team as far as talent in the division, but right now they're undefeated, and I. I got to put them at two. Number three, guys, I don't know if you're going to like this, but I thought it was really a toss-up between the Cowboys and Commanders because they both, I think, have a very strong side of the football. One of them plays great defense in Dallas. One of them puts up a lot of points in Washington. So I consulted NFL.com, Bleacher Report, Pro Football Focus, and ESPN. And guys, to not be biased, all four of them had the Cowboys over the Commanders. So that gave me the nod to be a homer and put Dallas at three and Commanders at four. 
George, tell me where I'm wrong there. I'm not. I'm sure you're not going to argue one and two, but why? Why do you think maybe the Commanders at this point in the season are better than Dallas? I mean, I would. Man, it's a tough one because I think it's close. I'm not. I'm not going to. You know, be ignorant here, and I could see both sides. I really could. Um, but I'm just going to go ahead and say quarterback play, and yeah. I, I, I think we got the guy. And um, I think at this point in time, I'm not saying that we're going to fall through with this. We're the better team. Fair enough. Yeah. Johnny, I'm sure so. you would put Commanders at, at three as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I disagree with the Giants. I mean, you can't. I, I, put, Giants I put the Giants at four. I put the Giants at four, dude. I put the Giants at four, too. Four. Yeah. Oh. 100%. Yeah, it's not. 100%. Hey, this is power rankings, not you, like, you know, fair not enough? the not the not the uh, yeah. win loss category. Yeah. Um, yes. But no, I I have I would put Commanders at two. I I put them slightly over the Cowboys at this moment. Um, but man, the Cowboys have grit. I could absolutely see why you would argue for the Cowboys and why anyone else out there, uh, you know, NFL, PFF, whoever, uh, would rank the Cowboys higher. You mentioned having one side of the ball better than the other. Um, I, honestly, when it boils down to it. Our defense obviously is an issue. Offense looks good for the Cowboys. You guys have a stout defense, and the offense isn't abysmal. So, I mean, I, if the, if there's an argument to be made, I think it's that you guys are probably a more even keeled team right now. And we've only okay. ate about half the appetizer, guys. I mean, we played two. Oh, games. for sure. We have no yeah, idea. You're right. Yeah, for exactly. sure. This would only be a slice of Good Day's Pizza. If you guys don't already follow that on Instagram, please do yourselves a favor. Um, Shameless plug, guys, baby. I like we it. We are going to get to know if these power rankings that we're all throwing out there are right or wrong because we're all going to get to know each other real well. And that's how we'll start off week three and we'll preview the two divisional games. And first, it's going to be the Philadelphia Eagles coming to the nation's capital. Could this be a Carson Wentz revenge game? I'll say this. I think Carson Wentz is going to perform a lot better against the Eagles defense than Kirk Cousins did. Because I think, although I respect Adam Thielen and the KJ Osborne, whoever else Minnesota threw out there, I think in Minnesota, it's pretty easy. If you shut down Justin Jefferson, you're going to shut JJ. down that offense. Yeah. And now... I was kind of disappointed in my draft pick of Terry McLaurin in fantasy football because I look at the Washington Commanders offense, and I don't think Terry McLaurin is a number one receiver. I think you guys have three number one receivers. Jahan Dotson commands targets. Curtis Samuel gets the ball in such a plethora of ways. Scary Terry is kind of just another guy now, but he's not just another guy. He still has wide receiver one talent. Still and now scary. I see Lo Logan Thomas is back in the end zone scoring touchdowns. And, of course, Antonio Gibson played receiver in, in college, so he's always a weapon out of the backfield. Maybe Dax Milne will get a big play here or there. But I just think because of Tell the – Tell him to stop returning kicks. Yeah. yeah stop right. taking it out of the end zone, Dax Milne. <laughs> Sorry. I just think it. that the weapons of the commanders will keep the Eagles' defense honest. And if Darius Slay wants to lock down Terry McLaurin, much like he did Justin Jefferson – well, then it's going to be on the other corners, James Bradbury and Avante Maddox, to step up and take out these other receivers. I don't think they do that. So I think this is a competitive football game. I'm curious to see what Ludd's thinks. I think the Eagles being a road six-and-a-half-point favorite is a bit disrespectful. But I am going to take the Eagles to win this game just because I do think they're that upper echelon of team in the NFC. I think the commanders come out, play better defense, but I just think that the running and throwing of Jalen Hurts, that dual threat is going to be too much, and that just right now Jack Del Rio doesn't have the pieces or the scheme 
to shut down Philly. I don't think you guys put up enough points. I'm going to go with the Philadelphia Eagles to get a tough road victory, 30-26. to 26. John, how about you? Yeah, um, I agree with a lot of what you said. Uh, the one thing I don't know that I do agree with, though, is like the disrespect of an, of being six six and a half point favorites. Um, at, at our at, at, at home, our, at home. I don't think Which that's is... disrespectful. To be to be completely honest with you, over the last couple of years, this may feel like a home game for Philly. They're yeah, not far true. from Washington. JP Finley uh, on on his show talked with B Mitch and said they expect it. It could get upwards of sixty five percent Eagles fans. So, yeah, it's crazy. Um, I can see this game going very much like the Lions game. I hope it doesn't go that way. But Hurts just playing out of his shoes right now. Their best things line up with against our worst things. They run the ball very well, and he's throwing the ball down the field very well. And and to be honest, our our secondary, or not the secondary specifically, I should say, the corners um, have just not played up to uh, up to snuff. Commanders D line. is even more banged up now. Fedarian Mathis, we know, um, but then uh, Daniel Wise, who, who's shown, um, you know, that he's that he's got, um, you know, decent backup capabilities uh, or depth capabilities. He's on the injury report, um, and then someone else too. That Casey Tuhill, yeah, Tuhill. So depth is banged up, and guys that we were expecting to play. We did uh, just pick up on waivers uh, Ridgeway from your Cowboys. B. From the Cowboys, I thought that was an Ridgeway. interesting pickup. Because that puts a little bit of egg on the front office's face of uh, Dallas. They it does. they uh, picked him up with the fifth rounder they got for Amari Cooper. Oh wow, I didn't know so that. Like now you yeah you've basically lost all of any value that you you got from letting him walk. So still a head scratcher there. But um, man, I really hope I, I I kind of agree with you, Brian. I think that we should be able to at least put up some fight. I really hope we get rolling offensively early, and I hope that we can keep it close for Wentz's sake. Because no matter what he says in the media, the way that he's been treated uh, this offseason, you know that this game matters more. You know that the, when we go to Philadelphia and when we play Indianapolis, those games are going to mean a little bit more for him. So I hope as a leader in the locker room and letting his play speak for it, uh, for him, for it, uh, for him, I should say. I hope that the guys in the locker room can get behind that and get behind him and kind of his lead by example uh, that he's gotten so far. Um, if anything, Wentz in the passing game are our brightest spots so far. And worst case scenario, if you're looking for some fantasy advice, start all of your commanders on offense because I feel like worst case scenario, you just get a bunch of fantasy drop time. Yes. Yeah. Good call. Yeah. Uh, my score for the game, very close, very similar to yours, Brian. I'm taking Eagles 31, Commanders 24. Okay. I think we take an L here, George. What about you? Yeah, I I agree with you guys. I really do. Um, I think this should be a primetime game. Very surprised this is a 1 o'clock game, but not necessarily. As a previous Redskins fan, we didn't get a ton of primetime games, unfortunately. Uh, can't all be the Cowboys. But uh, no, I I think this, uh, at the end of the day, our defensive line is beat up, man. And again, their strengths versus our weaknesses, it's going to be really tough to stop their ground game. And they're going to be able to control the clock at will. I feel like it's going to be interesting. I think if Deron Payne and John Allen just have like play outside of their minds, I think there might be a chance because I think that is the biggest matchup right there. They're going to have to play a lot of minutes. Uh, They're going to have to, you know, 
be first round draft picks. I, I, I hope the best for them. And I, and I hope they come out swinging. I want the energy to be very high early on in this game, because that is, again, the only chance we have to win this game is to bring energy and surprise them off the rip. Uh, I'm a little bit worried about, again, 65% possibly Eagles fans. I know they come in buses, bro. They advertise Literally. for this stuff. They have groups, you know, it, it, they travel very well to DC or Landover and they're, they're pretty known to do that. Um, but no, I see this game not lopsided. I think if we start off throwing punches at them real quick and don't give them too much time to come back uh, late in the second half, I think there is a minimal chance here. I think that we would send a message to the entire league if we were to, to come close even within two, three points. I think it would make the commanders uh, a pretty well-off uh, future yeah. pick for possibly a wild card. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to this game, man. I really am. I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm gonna, I am going to take the Eagles as well, and I'm going to take them 31 to 27. Nice. So we're all one one other note, George. Something you brought up about the Vikings game against the Eagles. They didn't bring any pressure. And for all yeah, the hate yeah. that Jamin has been getting over, yeah. over the course of the last two seasons, really, I'll say the one thing that he has kind of shined in right now is when it's they're bringing him on the blitz. Yeah, and he's athletic. Yeah, so just do right in the middle. He's, yeah, man. He's get really him. Get him on that. some yeah. pressures. Get Jalen kind of shook if you can. Um, Zero bring pressure is. early and and hopefully use Jamin creatively. Great. I think something that may be to your guys' advantage is how do these Philadelphia Eagles handle the success and praise that is being thrown upon them? Because uh, I can't yeah. turn on NFL Network or social yeah. media or anything without people talking about how good the Philadelphia Eagles are. So with great expectations, you know, you got you got to step up and you got to play well. I think last year this team and Nick Sirianni had the advantage of sneaking up on people. Everyone thought they were going to be the joke of the league, and they were able to kind of be underdogs. Maybe Ron Rivera can use that as bulletin board material and talk about just just turn on the TV at any at any point in the yeah. day, NFL Network, and they're going to be talking about how great the Philadelphia Eagles are and and how you guys are are home dogs. They're going to bring a bunch of alcoholics into this goddamn stadium and throw drinks at you. So why don't you guys step up and, you know, show some backbone and maybe upset this team and just ruin the the um, the hierarchy of the NFC? I, th I would love to see it. I'm rooting for you guys. Unfortunately, I don't think it's going to be enough just because Philadelphia is that talented. But I think we're all unanimous here. This is going to be a competitive game. Philadelphia is not going to walk all over you like they did Monday night in Minnesota. I think it honestly, if Washington does win this game, there's going to be a lot of fights in that stadium. I can oh, see man. that, especially if it's fifty-fifty or more. As far oh as yeah, it's going to get it might get ugly. <clears throat> well, George, I I hope that our boy, the Washington Road Warrior, um, is safe because <laughs> that guy oh, is a is a national treasure. Um, let's finish up our week three preview with Monday night football. And this will be the New York football giants versus my Dallas Cowboys. This game um, is going to be, oh my, I almost forgot. This game is going to be in New York. Um, the giants right now are just a one point favorite. So kind of a pick them. Um, it started off as like giants two or three. So I think the sharps have come down. Um, I'm thinking that the Cowboys might have a shot here. And I, 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 Right away, guys, I'm just going to say, I think the Cowboys win this game. Um, the word of the day is clearly Fugazi, and I, I don't think the Giants are that great of a football team. I think they play decent defense, but I think that we can score 20 points, much like we did against the Cincinnati Bengals, and I think that's enough to win this game. What 
the defense has to do, and what I think they're certainly capable of, is contain Saquon Barkley. Um, Micah Parsons will probably be most likely pass rushing most of this game, but if they use Micah to match up with Saquon out of the backfield, he certainly has the athleticism to do so. But as do Leighton Vandresh and Anthony Barr, we do have athletic linebackers. The receiving core of the Giants just doesn't scare me. As you said, George, Kenny Galladay is out there pretty much as a healthy scratch, getting two snaps. They have speedy playmakers like Wandale Robinson, the rookie, and Kadarius Toney. So I think if anyone on the Giants is going to do well, it's probably going to be Tony. Sterling Shepard makes a play here or there, but I'm confident that my defensive backs in Dallas can match up with these weapons in New York. And I'm calling this is the game that Daniel Jones reminds us of who he is. It's going to be a strip sack. It's going to be a pick six. I think the defense of Dallas generates a turnover, and they turn that turnover into points. That's what put the, puts the Cowboys ahead in this game. And Brett Money Maher is drilling 50-yard field goals left and right. And I saw a stat. He's 3-for-3 three three in his career of 60 yards plus. This guy has a big leg. I think this game is going to be similar to the Panthers and the Giants game. Not exactly fun to watch, but I think the Cowboys gut out a road victory. I will take my Dallas Cowboys 20, Giants 18. Yeah, I, honestly, I, I, I agree with you. I think this is going to be an ugly matchup. I'm pretty psyched that we got two big, um, you know, NFC East matches, uh, matchups this week. I really am excited for that. Um, but, no, I could see the Cowboys kind of taking this, uh, again, running the ball a lot, uh, not putting too much on Cooper. And I could see this winning game fairly easy, to be honest with you. Wow. I think that uh, the Giants are playing at home. Um, but I, I, I just think if Daniel Jones gets the pressure like I think he's going to get, um, it's they're going to have a lot of strip sacks, turnovers, big plays on the defensive end. So I could see them at least, not at least, but I could see them scoring a defensive touchdown uh, in this game. Absolutely. But I think that I think the Giants play tough on defense like they always do. They're they're a gritty team. They have, you know, their front seven is pretty solid. So I'm going to go ahead and say. 17 to 10. Low right, taking the under. Pounding the under. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. I'm like totally unsure on this game. <clears throat> really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just the, like you look at the way that the Cowboys played against the Bengals and, and it's, you know, it surprised everybody. And the Giants, as you guys mentioned, just look super bland. Um, I mean, they're they're grinding out these wins that they're getting. Um, the line favors the Cowboys, though, Brian. You mentioned that uh, the Giants are, are minus one, but they're at home, right? So yes. the Giants have been keeping games close. Um, I think the most interesting matchup is, is the Giants' offensive line with Andrew Thomas. You put uh, something on the Instagram, Brian, about him being the highest-graded tackle. Um, yep. Him and, and that offensive line versus Micah and, and the D. Um, for Dallas is going to be the key to the game, I think. Um, Dallas's defense, you know, Dallas goes the way the defense goes right now, I think. And Micah and the D, I think, can most likely wreak havoc. Andrew Thomas is playing really well, but the whole line is 16th ranked in pass mm. and 32nd in the run. So Ooh, if you guys can stop that. Saquon, then, yeah, you're absolutely right. I think that's where you see Danny Dimes, the the uh, kind of the bad side, the Jekyll side of or Mr. Yeah. Hyde side, I should say. They um, reminded me of the Panthers of last year when they went three and zero. I don't know if you guys remember. Yeah. Yes, I do. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah. It reminded me of like a little bit. Yeah. I mean, I don't think Cooper Rush is going to come out and light them up, 
um, necessarily, but like we talked about, he can run the offense well. So I think that you guys have success um, against the Giants. I think uh, 20 to 17 Cowboys. All right, how about them Cowboys? Um, George, you had a good point on on the uh, the running game. I didn't mention that at all. Uh, a minus, I would say, in our win against the Bengals was Zeke looked like the Zeke we all thought he was. He he didn't have the same explosion he did week one against the Bucks. He looked a little sluggish coming in out of his cuts. Tony Pollard was putting defenders on his heels. So I hope for my fantasy team's sake, because I forgot to take Kareem Hunt out, Tony Pollard will be in my lineups. But I would suggest that um, anyone... <laughs> Anyone starts Tony Pollard this week because I I, yeah. I think as the season goes on, he's clearly the better running back um, at pretty much every aspect other than run blocking. So I hope that we give tw- number 20 a lot of touches. And another positive for the Cowboys, today was the first day Michael Gallup was a full participant in practice. Nice. I anticipate him coming back and providing Cooper Rush with a true number two receiver. If you don't like CeeDee Lamb and his drops, he might be a number one receiver in your book. But uh, adding a weapon... We cut Houston, uh, Dennis Houston today, which um, you know I never want to root against a kid in his career aspirations, but I think that is a addition by subtraction. So hopefully we can roll out C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, and Noah Brown. And as I said, Dalton Schultz is questionable, but the more weapons, the merrier. But we're all on the Cowboys to get a close victory on Monday night. Now let's finish off the show strong, as we always do. Jay Luds is back. He struggled a bit last week, but let's be honest. Yeah. Week two was crazy for all of us. Luds is sitting as a three and five record overall. So he there's only two games this week, Luds. We need you to go two and zero to get that record back over five hundred. How are you doing tonight, sir? Luds, I, I, Luds. I, I, I really, honestly, I gotta say, Luds. Somebody asked me the other day for your address. Um, I guess I put a lot of money on the line. I didn't tell him, uh, but just people are, people are looking out for you, bro. I'm not worried. Uh, I, I'm bringing the heat this week. I'm bringing the heat. Uh, appreciate Singing, it, boys. But, uh, my yeah. eyebrows. All right, Luds. Let's start it off with the Eagles. As, as I said, I think disrespectful. Six and a half point road favorites. Although John had a good point. They might be a home team based on the crowd. But the Commanders are at home as a six and a half point dog. How are you feeling on this one? What do you What do you guys think was stronger Monday night, the Eagles D line or, or I mean, what? Okay, in your guys' opinion, what What do you think was more impressive, the Eagles D line, or was it more so Minnesota's bad O line, which made them look good? Yeah, because Cousins had I mean, Cousins yeah. had no time to throw. Let's be honest, and when he yeah. and he just he yeah. should have just threw the ball away. I mean, he just yeah. tried to make too much happen. To be honest, mm-hmm. so we'll get into that game. So yeah, so uh, Washington's are uh, an underdog here. We got Philly minus six and a half, as B said. Um, as you guys know, yeah, the Eagles very impressive over the Vikings Monday night. Um, they're traveling to Washington on a short week. Carson Wentz matchup, you know, against one of his former teams, like you guys were talking about. You know, Wentz is averaging. 306 and a half passing yards the first two weeks of the season. He's lightning, oh, yeah. guys. Uh, Darius Slay, uh, you know, he can't cover all these weapons. You got my boy Don Dotson, the Don Jahan, leading That's all rookies so. with three TDs, boys, in the first two weeks. <laughs> yep. I think Washington has enough firepower to hang with the Eagles. 
I'm going Washington plus six and a half, 27-23. Commando. Oh, Watch comes in not Good only strategy. pushing the six now, he's got the commanders winning. Let's go. Hell yeah. Let's go. Once. You are not Let's kidding. Go. Hey, Wentz wow. is going to light Philly up, boys. And I think Hertz is going to get exposed. Damn. I like it, Luds. I love you. are on fire, my friend. I told you I'm bringing the heat tonight, boys. Let's go to Monday night football. This game will be in the Meadowlands as the Cowboys will travel north to face the 2-0 G-Men. The Giants are only a one-point favorite. How are you feeling, Jay Luds? Cooper Rush, 2-0 as the Cowboys' starting quarterback. Um, you know, uh, Dan Quinn's defense, top 10 unit in points. They're tied for ninth. They're six in yards allowed. And it's kind of hard to believe, you know, with week one getting gashed by Fournette. And, you know, Mixon had a decent week, but they played yeah. a lot better against the run. Uh, you know, the Giants haven't scored more than 21 points in either game, guys. I mean, they've been held under 21 yeah. points. Um, you know, they're not scoring a lot. They're, they're running the ball, but they're not scoring a lot. You know, their defense has been playing well. They've, they're gritty. You know, their defense yeah. is gritty. Um, but, yeah, they like to run the ball with Saquon. Um, you know, he's actually current, currently leading the league in rushing 236 yards the first two weeks. Impressive. Um, the, boys, the boys are 19th ranked defense against the run, so middle of the pack. Um, you know, I think, uh, you know, Giants are also 2-0 and against the spread. Uh, this year, and even though the Cowboys showed up last week, you know, I got to go with the G-Men. They're rolling. Giants minus one, 23-20. Hey. Oh, wow. Let's just came in and shook up the show. My Damn. God. An earthquake, an earthquake is in Dude, the NFC and, East. And the main reason why I picked the Giants is because the Giants can run the ball. I think they've proved yes. they can run the ball. And I just... And even with with Parsons rushing the passer, I just don't see I don't see Daniel Jones throwing the ball that much this this game, man. I think they're yeah, going to yeah, try to control the it. clock. I think Saquon might have a pretty good game, and that's the only reason. And that and like you guys said, I really this is a tough fucking game, guys. Yeah, minus one. Uh, yeah. The way the Cowboys played last week, um, yeah, I just think the Giants' running game is going to win this game. Yeah, as as I and said earlier, um, you can't forget about that either. Right? Home field yeah, advantage; they're, they're going to be rowdy and rowdy out there yeah. um, in yep. the Meadowlands. And um, is Coach Dable is, is this their season opener at home? Who did they play? Who did the Giants? Ooh, play that's a before? good point. I'm drawing a, I'm drawing a blank. The Titans. That was in Tennessee. Yeah, I believe it was in Tennessee. Wow, wow this is a good call. Good call, Luds. Yeah. Season opener. They are going to be. No, 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 no. Last week yeah. was in. No, last week the Panthers were in um, Jersey to okay, play the Giants. Okay, okay. This is their second home game. Still, still, ah, still okay. Home. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, no, tough no home, well, uh, well, one one thing about them, they believe in Coach Dable. His 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 post game um, press conferences. You know, they believe that they can win, and that's why they're two and zero. Luds, yeah. you have an upset parlay for us. Yes, yes, I, uh, guys. Let's, like you said it earlier, man. I think the Lions are good. Uh, yes. I'm taking the Lions over the Vikings, man. Plus six. Well, uh, not bad. I, I, I like the plus Lions, six. man. They're, they wow. could. They're, I think they're the second offense in points right now in the first two weeks. Uh-huh. Yeah, point score. Coming back from that loss, though, the Vikings got to be. Yeah, man. That that O line looked like trash, man. And and yeah, the Lions are going to yeah. be able to keep up with them, man. I'm telling you. 
And then uh, I like the Falcons plus two over Seattle this week, guys. I think Falcons can put enough points wow. together. Horrible. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody's going to be watching it. Uh, what do you guys? What do you guys think of that game? I don't think hey, Seattle Fal- wins that game. Hey, first, the Falcons almost beat the Rams in LA. I'm telling last you, yeah. I'm telling yeah. you, bro. Drake, Drake London. Uh, you got Pitts. Uh, Drizzy. They can, you know. Yeah, uh, Mari- they got Mariota. Players. They got playmakers. Hey, Mariota's not really turning the ball over too much. He's kind of, you know, controlling the clock a bit. They, they don't, they don't look terrible. Fall down, get up, and complete a pass. I was actually pretty impressed with that. <laughs> yes, <laughs> bro. He he looks pretty good on his feet, man. I mean, I I don't think Seattle wins that game. All right, so Luds has the road dogs. He's got the Lions and the Falcons as his upset parlay and he's going with the lone wolf he's got the giants and he's got the commanders in the east luz i hope you have a bounce back week i hope you're um, right luz i really do yeah, yeah. Wow. luz gets wow. these right and all three of us pick the opposites <laughs> it just proves that we're a bunch I'm of NFC's dorks and we don't I'll know anything be, about yes. football i'll be back in the game boys i'll be back in the game back in the game for sure I like it. We've we've been back in the game all day, guys. As always, week three, we brought the fire. This is fun. I cannot wait. We got the Browns and the Steelers going right now, so week three's already kicked off. I cannot wait to be glued to the TV to watch the Eagles and Commanders on Sunday afternoon. And, of course, we will all be watching Monday Night Football when the Giants and the Cowboys play each other. This is why we do it. We love the NFC East. We love football. And we certainly love all of you listening. We appreciate the support of the NFC East. Yeah. Coming hot, bro. Coming hot. The the Don Dotson, baby. Hey. The the Don Dotson, baby. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, dude. I mean, lead in all rookies, boys. Lead in all rookies, boys. Three TDs, two weeks. I mean, he's up there with the lead leaguers. Telling you, bro. You yeah, George. You you, George George. You guys turned me on to him after that week one, man. You guys are saying this could be a top receiver Washington's ever had. I you know I started watch, I started watching this guy more. I, I'm I'm a fan, dude. The Don, the Don Dotson, baby. I'm telling you. I hope somebody on this team listens to this pod and they start calling him that. That would be fucking dope. <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh, hey, B, B, um, wanted to ask you. Well, I dropped him now, but I could add him if I want to. I picked up Noah Brown, but he has a couple of good weeks. And and what I'm thinking is he had all the second, he had all the second team reps with, uh, with Coop. They got a little rapport. And I know, but well, no, I dropped him. I dropped him because I heard Gallup. You know, I just don't know how many snaps he's going to get. But, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, well, I wanted 
I wanted to maybe stream him just this week, but then I saw, you know, the the Bucks are so banged up. I picked up Perriman, dude. I mean, he scored last week. Yeah, I mean, fuck, dude. <laughs> With I'm just weak at receiver this year. Um, oh, hey, I'm playing Logan Thomas. I'm playing Logan Thomas this week, boys. I think he he could. I think he can get in the end zone. He's got good hands. He's got good hands, dude. Yeah. 